0: to uh, everyone this evening, and if you're a guest with us this evening, we are so happy to have you in service with us on this Thursday evening, amen. Those of you that are watching from home, uh, those of you that are joining us online, we welcome you this evening, I know we've got a number of folks that are a part of us that are unable to be here for sickness this evening. So why don't you stand and um Brother Fowler always talks about standing up and getting a reset. So I was uh in the last in the last really in the last two weeks I would say during my uh during my prayer time I, I've I've been praying here and there various ways, various links that God I, I want my mind to be in alignment with your word. Because there are the, the, the uh the, 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 the sort of the most obvious in our face way is the difference between what we as believers believe and what the world and the church Christianity is becoming more and more influenced by the world rather than the world influence rather than the church influencing the world. But but really, I, I will tell you, and and whatever context this helps you in, so be it. But maybe there's a few of you also that can relate to to this point. But uh, in my in in the last couple of weeks, and me praying about this, I will tell you, kind of the primary context is. Uh, even just amongst us as apostolics, not talking about fundamental doctrines, plan of salvation, the Godhead, not talking about that. But when it comes to what we do, how we do things, and and our structure and our methods, you can find people that believe the same doctrine but all over the spectrum. And, And what's interesting is when you hear them talk about their stand on something, they have the absolute right way. I'll give you one simple example, one single example of just to kind of help you with. I, we we believe Antioch, the Apostolic Church, and countless others believe that that a church needs a small group ministry structure to effectively minister. But I've talked to new. I've got several pastor friends that all believe that. But when you talk about how you do it... And a lot of them sound like they have the way, the truth, and the life. And then somebody else, kind of on the opposite, has the way, the truth. And so, at, at the end of the day, it's the word... That our, our minds, our beliefs have got to be aligned to. And, and so a couple of mornings ago, I, I was sitting and praying and, uh, uh, you know, now hear me, there, there's things that people did or were instructed to do in the Bible that they weren't supposed to make a doctrine out of those things, Okay. So hear me please what i 'm about to say i'm not I am not suggesting to any of you that you should do this i'm not telling you to go home and do this i'm just telling you i've never done it before i've done it twice in the last couple of days i didn't do it this morning. I may never do it again but as i was I was sitting there praying, i just it was a different one, but I grabbed my Bible at home, and I just felt led to just kind of sit it on my head symbolically really to say god i want my mind to be in alignment with your word i want my thoughts to be governed by your word I... and and the first morning that i did that the verses that i'm about to read to you and the starting point is is just quickened to my spirit, and I haven't really been able to get away from them since. Not that I was trying. So Ephesians 3, verse 25, you're going to recognize these verses. Some of these verses are some of the go-to verses on marriage stuff. But Paul says, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. And I want you to, you're going to notice this a couple other times tonight in the verses on the screen. I have put beside the word word, whether it's, I, I put the Greek word beside it, the word word. So, logos or rhema. so you'll see here that he says that, he might sanctify it and cleanse it by the washing of water by the word. And here the word is rhema. That he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but but that it should be holy and without blemish. The Amplified says verse 26 this way, So, so that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word. To make it belong to God, Christ, excuse me, the New Century Version, to make it belong to God, Christ used the word to make the church clean by washing it with water. And then The New Living Translation says, to make her holy and clean, washed by the cleansing of God's Word. I want to talk to you tonight, and we—we. Uh, we, I don't know if this will go past tonight. If some of what I've been feeling throughout the day happens, it may go past tonight, which would be two weeks from tonight because next week is ladies' conference. But, But I want to talk to you at least tonight for a little bit about Washed by the Word. Washed by the Word. Father, thank you for this privilege and opportunity to gather together tonight thank you for these precious people god that are here tonight those that are watching online right now and i pray that you would speak to us tonight i pray god that you would speak tonight i don't i don't want to just speak god i don't want to be the mouth i just want to be the mouthpiece i don't want to be the source i don't want it to be my words my thoughts my ideas i want to be a conduit for your word I pray, God, that there would be a spirit of revelation that would rest upon us tonight. Revelation and understanding. Lord, that we might be able to continue to grow in grace and in the knowledge of you. Lord, let our hearts be good ground for the seed of your word tonight. In the name of Jesus Christ, in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. I will try to explain this a little bit if some of you maybe don't get it offhand. But our hearts are cleansed by the blood, our minds are cleansed by the word. Our hearts are cleansed by the blood. Our sin is washed away by the blood. But our minds are cleansed by the word. I don't, I don't have time this evening for those of you that may not be familiar with it. There's. I did a series several years back, The Battleground of the Mind. I, I don't have time to, to give you a whole explanation of the mind and the importance of the mind, what the mind is all about. Let me just simply say this, for those of you that maybe aren't overly familiar, the mind is not synonymous with your brain. In the biblical context, when it's talking about your mind, it's, it's not really talking about your brain. And, and, and the mind is an absolutely critical element that we have. Paul says that we are transformed, we are changed. How? By the renewing of what our minds you can change, if you change your mind, you're going to change your behavior. You're going to change your actions. So the, the mind, years ago, I think it may have been back in the 80s. I think it was under Reagan, if I'm not mistaken. The campaign for uh, the war on drugs was the mind is a terrible thing to waste. Yeah. Right. And you know what? That is an absolute biblical truth. Right. Yeah. The mind is a terrible thing to waste. And the sad thing is many of us waste our minds, and we waste our minds because we do not deal properly with our minds. I believe that on a regular basis, the most common spiritual warfare that you and I deal with is not demons. I believe there are times we battle demons, demonic spirits, and I don't want to bust anybody bubble here tonight, but none of you and I have never faced the devil the devil is not God. There's only one Lucifer. You've been dealing with a private, maybe a general, but... And, and so please hear me. Please hear me. I believe... That in the context of spiritual warfare, we, we do fight battles, demonic battles. But on a more daily basis, the battle, the spiritual warfare battle that we are exposed to, and yet we don't fight oftentimes as much as we should, is the battle in our minds. Paul said, casting down imaginations, every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God... Taking into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So our minds are washed by the word. Now, let me just give you a little bit of basis this idea that our hearts are cleansed by the blood. In Hebrews chapter 9, verse number 19, it says, For when Moses had spoken every precept to all the people according to the law, he took the blood of calves and of goats the water with water, and scarlet wool and hyssop, and sprinkled both the book and all the people, saying, This is the blood of the testament which God hath enjoined unto you. Moreover, he sprinkled with blood both the tabernacle and all the vessels of the ministry. And verse 22 says this, And almost all things are by law purged with blood. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. The word remission there in the Greek basically means forgiveness. In Acts chapter 2 and 38, it says that we are baptized for the remission of our sins. The Greek word there is forgiveness. So without blood Colossians 1:14 says in whom we have redemption through his blood even the forgiveness of sins and he took and Matthew excuse me Matthew 26:20 20, and verses 27 through 8 20 40, yeah and he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them saying drink ye all of it for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. The washing of our hearts, the cleansing of our sins, has got to be done by the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes us white as snow. No other fount I know, nothing but the blood of Jesus. But there is something different we must do to have our minds washed and cleansed. And I was about to ask this in a different way. I will make it as a statement rather than a question. I sure hope you haven't just taken one shower in your lifetime. Kind of cur- I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a minimum of one, there's some days two or three shower kind of guy. Kind of sad how many of us would not dare go a day without bathing. And we'll go weeks and months and sometimes years without the washing of our minds with the word. So our hearts are washed by the blood, our minds by the word. The psalmist said it this way. You're not going to find it in the exact terms that I'm referencing here, but the psalmist says in Psalm 119 and and 9, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereunto, or taking heed thereto. According to thy word. That's being washed by the word. How do you, you want to be clean as a young person, as a young man, a young woman, as an older man, an older woman? How do you do that? By taking heed to the word of God. Verse 11, thy word have I hid in my heart. That I might not sin against thee, thy word, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Second Corinthians chapter uh, that was that's in the wrong place. That was supposed to be at the end. The word, the word, by the word, we are cleansed by the word. Not just by the preaching of the Word. That is a part of how you get the Word, but that's not... In fact, I think I'm going to say it this way, that as a believer, as a child of God, this should not be the primary source of the Word that you get. If the only Scripture you're getting on a weekly basis is what you're hearing from the pulpit, You may not know this, and I don't mean this to sound any way that it, I guess, could sound in a negative way, but it's a more and more common thing for preachers to use less and less scripture, quoting everything but the Bible. And so I I try to use a fairly decent amount of scripture when I'm preaching or teaching But if that's the only word, because your mind is being bombarded on a daily basis. I've heard it a couple of times now in just the last couple of days. I I, I heard about a family that pulled their child out of preschool, out of preschool, because of things they were starting to teach the kids in preschool with regards to gender identity and other things. And you know why we are becoming more and more accepting of all of the ideas and ideologies of the world is because we are not doing a good enough job washing our minds with the Word. Because when I wash my mind with the Word, what is contrary to the Word cannot stay. What is in opposition to the Word has got to go when I am washing my mind by the Word. And hear me, I'm going to go on a tangent for a moment and I beg you, don't write this whole evening off as the point I'm about to make, it's what it's all about. But it is a sad thing that the majority of us, this book has now been relegated to an app on a device. Oh, I know, just about everybody in this place right now, if I ask you if you had your Bible, you would lift your phone up or your device up and you'd have a Bible on your phone. But the percentage that carry a Bible on a regular basis. And you know what? I I just realized something in the last couple of days. I I was real tra- I was real and transparent with you Sunday night I'm gonna be real and transparent tonight and the next time I preach I plan to be real and transparent the time after that I plan to be real and transparent again so but I I, I kind of gotten into a pattern for a while that during my morning quiet time devotion prayer time etc I I had really gotten in for a while I don't even want to tell you how long a while is because it's a, it's too long. But I, I'd gotten into where my my, my 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 reading in the mornings was basically consisted of books, spiritual books. And I don't mean, no offense, I don't mean books that have been written in the last couple of years with all the flaky nonsense you get in them. I'm talking of books written by pastors and evangelists and preachers in the late 1800s, early 1900s that told it like it was and it should be told still. And you know what? Some of my justification for that was, and, and it's one of the reasons I love to listen to preaching. Obviously, most weeks I'm preaching multiple times, but that's why I listen. I have something playing on my phone or on my computer in my office because I, I, I want to hear the word, and I also have learned different people god shows different people different things different perspectives and so part of my reasoning for for doing so much reading of books was well i'm i'm you know it's going to stir up some other perspectives and, and and it has and i've gotten a lot of great insights to things and they some of those things have helped me start down my own path digging into stuff but the bottom line is nothing can replace this and the other thing, so what I did a couple of days ago, beginning of last week, you know what it's it's one thing if your Bible is on your iPad or you non apostolic people, whatever your tablet is or. It's one thing if your device is sitting there and you haven't read the Bible today. Because I got to, how many of you, the first and foremost use of your phone or your, your, your tablet is the Bible? A couple of hands. The majority. I'm not saying the majority of us don't use it for that at times. But I don't, this is not, that's why when I, I before I started, and I, most of you know this, I went for a while where all I brought to the pulpit was my iPad. And there's a lot, I'm not here judging other, please, I'm not here, I'm just. When I start, because it's one thing when you're preaching and you go to make a point about the Word of God and you're holding this up. Man, that's my e- this has got my email, this has got my calendar, this, has got, this is where I, you know, sit and like to watch college football games sometimes. And So you know what, when, if, this is, if I haven't been washing my mind with the word and the only thing that's sitting next to my chair in the living room or the family room is this, I don't. But I got to tell you, it's a whole different thing. When I'm walking by my chair and my Bible's sitting there and I'm going, ooh, man, I'm not sure when the last time was I picked that up. There's there's another level of challenge to that. Of course, nowadays, the other great thing, all those that, you know, you like to hang out in the coffee shops or the public places, the cool thing is you can read your Bible all day long on your device and nobody knows you're a Bible thumper. I was, for better or worse, and I know, some of you, I know you, and you're going to say it's for better, so I'm going to listen to you. But I, I, was, I was in a conversation just a couple days ago, just this week, where somebody was in a very positive way. I walked away challenged by how much we keep sort of watering everything down. Only problem is, show me one message the world has that they're watering down. They are in our face. They're in everybody's face. They're in it more than ever before. I believe the enemy has done such an excellent job in creeping his way into the church and minimizing the importance, the priority, of the, and the significance of the word in our lives. You are not washed Your mind is not washed by the podcasts you listen to. Your mind is not washed by the books you read. Your mind is only washed by the Word. The good news is your mind can be washed by the Word, but it's only washed by the Word. The, the the word i know this is nothing most of you don't know but just i want i want you to have some context here the the word filter the definition of the word filter as a noun it is a porous article of or mass as of paper or sand through which a gas or liquid is passed to separate out matter in suspension as a verb it means to subject the action of a filter to remove by means of a filter to pass or move through or as if through a filter. Solomon said that we are to guard our hearts because out of it are the issues of life. And so there's two ways. I think probably just about everybody in this place knows this tonight, but there's two ways that stuff gets into our heart. What is that? Our eyes and our ears. That is the access to our heart and, and in the context if I could use it tonight in this way in the context of this message that's how, that's how, that's how stuff gets into our mind yeah. our eyes and our ears and so Solomon says guard it because whatever gets in is going to affect what comes out and, and the problem is this If you don't listen, watch, read with a filter on, you are in grave danger. I know this may not be the most revelatory deep thought you've ever had in your life, but this just kind of hit me today. The Word of God, the Bible, the Word of God, is the only, the only thing we take in that does not have to be filtered. This book is the absolute only thing. And here I'm saying only, and if some of you are thinking there's a couple things I'm leaving out, I'm going to make sure in a minute you understand. This is the Only thing that I don't need and should not have a filter on. Heaven is confirming. This is the only thing. If there is anything outside of this, that gets in through your eyes and ears that you don't have it filtered, you are you are opening yourself up. Including what I'm doing here tonight. Because I'm not God. I want to I, I hope most of you believe it, but to the best of my ability Whatever I teach, preach is going to be truth from the Word of God. But I am not. This is infallible. I am not infallible. There is no preacher. There is no man of God that's infallible. Now, I'm not talking about sitting with a filter on. Nah, I don't like that. I don't want to have to do that. No, I'm, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a filter that what's being said, is that in alignment with the word? Does that match up to the word? Does that contradict the word? Because if it contradicts the word, I, I don't want it in my mind. If it contradicts what God says, I don't want it in my mind. The problem is some of you are struggling in your walk with God because you listen, you watch, you hear, and you do it with no filter. I don't care what their name is. I don't care what organization. I don't care if they're apostolic or something else. If they're a human being, you need a filter to make sure that it's in alignment with the Word of God. And I, it, I it just kind of hit me today. Part of the problem is all that, all those books—good books, great stuff—but I have to, I have to be on guard. There's some we were talking about this just a couple of days ago. Same meeting I referenced already, but. There's a you can buy a lot of great Christian books, and what do we often say? Well, you gotta you gotta uh, you gotta pick out the bones, spit out the bones, okay? And you can you can you can find some good stuff, but if you're, this is the only thing. That I can open myself up wide open to. And I don't have to sit there and try. Because whatever is in this book is truth. It's the only truth. And every other truth has got to be measured by this truth. And so whatever's getting in my mind every now and then, every now and then, being at least on a daily basis, I want my mind to be washed by the Word of God so that every impure thing gets washed out. I'm not just talking about false doctrine. I'm talking about the lies of the enemy and fear and accusation. That gets in your mind. And it is the word it is supposed to wash your mind. Jesus, Jesus himself, when tempted by the enemy and by Satan in the wilderness, he didn't just say, get away, leave me alone. He didn't just say, no, I'm not going to do that. What did he say? Most of you know what he said. It is written. Cast yourself down and, 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 you know, the angels are, no, sorry, that's washed. You ain't using that the right way. You're not saying that the right way. That's been washed. I wonder, I'm not about to do it in any way because I don't want to embarrass anybody. I I don't mind if I make somebody mad as long as it provokes you to do something. I'm not here to embarrass anybody, but I wonder, I wonder how many, I wonder what percentage of people in this place, this evening, have a consistent practice of washing your mind with the Word, not watching, listening to messages online, I mean with this, just you and Jesus, I don't, I can't handle all those these and thous and 30 years ago, that had been an excuse. I still have, sitting in in, in my office on my shelf as a keepsake, an amplified Bible that I had back in the 90s, I think, is when I got it. Because back then, we didn't have all these translations available. It was KJV. That was it. Now I I can go on my phone. I got a couple of them downloaded. If I got internet access, I've got dozens of translations readily available. I'm going to tell you this: the, the King James Version is not divinely inspired. And there, you, you some of you are laughing, but you're you're not really aware there's some people out there that basic that's what they be, they believe the KJV is divinely inspired the KJV is not divinely inspired it does seem to be about as close I think as what most of us have access to to the original but it's not divinely and if you yeah, what I love sometimes through the years and some of y'all there's a name I know that's about to come to some of your minds same name that I'm thinking of. Pre-service prayer—you'd hear them praying. They prayed in perfect King James English, and you're like, "Do you really think that's the way God talks?" <laughs> so you know what—that there's no excuse now. Well, I, I don't. Okay, all right. I think you got to be careful because I've, I've shared it at times in the past. There's some things and some translations I've found where they've changed some things, they've taken out some work. I get all that. I get all that. But you know what? There, there's some great translations out there that use pretty much modern-day language. And at the end of the day, Now, years ago, this is another thing. I remember years ago, we, I had, I, I don't think I hardly ever used it, but I had a big old case of the Bible on CD. And I'm pretty sure it was read by James Earl Jones. Can't nobody read the Bible like James Earl Jones. The only problem is when James Gerald Jones reads the Bible, you just want to go to sleep, not because you're bored. It just soothes the soul. Now, on my free Bible app, I can tap on a little speaker and it'll read it for me, so I'm not here tonight making a a big issue of whether or not you wash your mind by the Word that's written on the pages or by the Word being read to you by somebody else. But the only way you're going to wash your mind is by the Word. By the Word. Thy Word is the lamp to my feet and the light to my path. at the end of the day what this says is what matters the most you know what saying that 20 30 years in a church in a church service 20 30 years ago wasn't really that big of a deal but nowadays even in the church it's no longer and accepted fact that this is the be-all and end-all. But it is. You know, any of you around here, I I, oftentimes when I'm teaching and preaching, I, I use some commentaries. I'll read commentaries to give some explanation and flavor. But at the end of the day, it's the book. It's what the book says. Not what somebody else says about it, it's what the book says. And those of you that are battling with some things in your mind, and and I'm not just talking about doctrinally. Some of you battling with fear because you're not washing your mind, you're contaminating your mind. I, I keep I keep saying it different times in different ways. And, and, and I'm really not being facetious or, or half-hearted with you, some of you, number one, need to get off of social media, and some others of you need to get off Mr. Google. You know what's a wonderful thing about this book? If you're in the right relationship with God, and that doesn't mean you're perfect, that mean you got it. That that doesn't. I don't mean that. But if you're in right standing with God, you're you're pursuing God. You're working on your relationship with God. Everything in this book should not cause anything. Everything in this book should not cause fear, anxiety. Right, 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 right. Should, not. should not. God is not the author of fear. He's not the author of confusion. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of a sound mind. And I'm going to go a step further here tonight. Uh, hallelujah. Some of you, go ahead and stay on social media, but you need to unfriend some people, and I'm not talking about people out there. You need to unfriend some people that you know because every time you read their stuff, it's stirring up fear and worry and anxiety. Nobody's holding a gun to your head to read it. Why don't you get out the word and wash your mind? dealt with it two years ago, when I guess maybe it was it last year when the vaccine started really coming out being pushed and all that. We got vaxed and non vaxxed as, as brother Hemus would say, we've got jabbed and non-jabbed. And you know what? I've done I, I respect either side. I respect either one. But I'm going to tell you, I've been a little bit concerned for some of the unjabbed, or excuse me, for some of the jabbed, sorry. Because you got brothers and sisters that are just fanning the flame of fear. Brother Shelton said it. I'm pretty sure he said way more than this, so I don't think I'm saying anything that's... I heard him say it several times. At whatever point he ended up needing or deciding to get vaxxed, he was going to believe that whatever was in that syringe was just going to turn into saline solution. You know, it's kind of a... Ama- oh boy, I'm getting off track right here. but I'm going to stay off track. These signs shall follow them that believe. What does this say? Help me out. what's going to happen for the believer. Cast out devils, lay hands on the sick. If you do, drink anything poison. Snakes. You know what? It's kind of funny to me. Oh, man. <laughs> it's kind of funny to me. People always want to know, when's the last time you cast out a devil? Why don't you, next time somebody asks you that, why don't you respond and say, when's the last time you picked up a snake? I believe in casting out devils, but it's kind of funny how we... When's the last time you went and got the strychnine out and drank poison? Of course not. We don't... But you know what? Oh, Lord, please let everything coming out of this mouth be washed by the word. Remember what? Uh, how about that part in there? If you drink any deadly thing, shall not hurt you. I, I don't. I don't. I guess they got them other places, but the places I've always heard, at least the stereotype is, is that in West Virginia they got them snake handling churches. Literally, where they bring them out and. I, you know what, This, past, this or throughout this year, we've had two snakes, and everybody that's seen them, it's some kind of consolation that it's, well, they're not poisonous. I don't care. <laughs> it is a snake. And a snake is a snake. I don't want anything more to do with a non-poisonous than I do. That's, oh, my Lord, that's... <sighs> Oh, Lord. I wonder if our problem is we don't really have any natural physical snake handlers. But we got a lot of spiritual snake handlers. And some of y'all are handling some snakes in your life because you've determined it's not poisonous. At the end of the day, I, to my knowledge, a python isn't poisonous. But it just wraps itself around you and sucks the life out of you. Drink any deadly thing and it shall not hurt you. I got to tell you, unless you are a multi-millionaire, and can go buy your Lord please if this is not the word well, I know it's true but if it's not what I'm in it and I'm on ain't got no choice unless unless you got the money to go buy your own farm raise your own cattle your own chicken Plant your own crops. If y'all got the time and the money, have at it. All I know is this, Safeway is right there. I don't have a farm, I don't have enough land for a farm, I ain't interested in raising no chickens or nothing else. I'm going to make some of you mad probably, but I hope I help some of you other ones get a little victory tonight. I'm going to walk in there. I'm going to pick out the chicken that's available if we're doing chicken tonight. And I'm going to pray over it before I eat it. And I'm going to trust that there's any deadly thing in there. I'm not trying to be ignorant, but it's 2022, and we don't live on farms like we used to, and we don't do our own thing, and we... My wife asks me all the time, I'll go grab an apple out of the thing, I'll start to bite it. Did you you wash that? No. I wiped it on my shirt. You know what they... I'm 50 years old. I'm in fairly decent health. I'm not going to let your fear and anybody else's fear fear hath torment. Brother, right? You're preaching to us to be uh, 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 not good stewards. Like I said, if you got millions of dollars and got your own land and all that other to have at it, I, I, go to, I go to pop the microwave open while it's still going. And my wife said, You can't do that. Why can't I do that? Because you can get brain, you get you get brain waves from the microwave waves or whatever. You'll get cancer. I don't know that she really believes that, but that's what somebody told her. And if I've heard that once, I've heard it. There's some things about me y'all don't really know. Most of the time, I'm going to open the microwave while it's still going now. I ain't washing my apples. Well, the research... The research. Why? Oh, Lord. This was to say this was not in the notes and not where I mean I got these these videos that pop up on my social media that you don't need to do cardio and all that anymore just sit on the couch and do nothing you're going to lose weight what in the world do you know do you know they got they got ways of mani- they they can manipulate your search. I know some of y'all write this all. I I know, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but there's some things. The other I forget what it was. I some I know I'm not the only one here that's had this the other day. Literally before God, we were talking about something I forget what it was, and the next time I went on my phone, I actually what happened the other night. This is one somebody can help me with. We Timothy, I think didn't you get your mom that bird? Uh, clock for for christmas the uh, this 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 clock that's uh it 's got the little bird that comes out and tweets and it it fell off the wall when we were doing our kitchen renovation and and so just a couple of days ago, I finally got all the batteries and got all the put it back together i put and and that thing all it did was chirp and i 'm before God hand on the Bible. Five minutes later, I open my phone up, and the brand of that clock and the clock is showing up. In you ever notice when you type in a search, you get recommended searches. I've told this before. I'm going to tell it again. I got to hurry. I told this a couple i 've told this before, but probably ten, twelve years ago discovered what I thought was some kind of an issue in my body the first time i 've done it a couple times since, but i 've stopped. So I went and got on Google, and I found out I had days left. And I really thought I had days left. I'm being I'm not joking. It's funny now, but it wasn't funny then. It wasn't funny then because a couple of days after I found out from Google that I was dying, my wife and I were kind of at odds a little bit, and so finally I'm like, Well, here's the problem, here's what you don't know. I'm not making this. I wish I was making this up. I'm not making this up. I have got this issue. And I've been trying to keep it from you for the last couple of days. Finally, I was smart enough to go to the doctor and find out. 25 years later, here I am. Washed by the word. Washed. I want my thoughts in every aspect, not just when it comes to spiritual things. Show me where God is only interested in the spiritual box of your life. All right. All right. Good. Every aspect. I want my mind to be washed by the Word, the Word, not a Word, the Word. Listen to what Jesus says in John fifteen, verse number one, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that bringeth not fruit, that beareth not fruit, he taketh away, and every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. How many of you were, were old enough to back it up? How many of you were old enough to remember Y two K? Oh, God. Why the world was going to shut? Do you know how many people spent weeks and months in torment and fear, convinced? I know people that stocked up and prepared and had everything ready for Y2K because it was all over with. And here we are, Y222. Why two, two, two something? Brother, right? You tell me supposed to, I'm supposed to ignore what's going on in the world. Why not? <laughs> Where else is it getting you? Because the only thing that lasts and the only thing that matters is what comes from this book. That's it. Every branch in me that beareth not forth fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that per- beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring more fruit. Now you are clean. Look at this. Here's one of the places I'm showing it to you. You are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. And the word there is Logos. You are clean through this, literally the word. He didn't say you're clean through the rhema there. He said you're clean by the word. You're not clean by the rhema that you may hear from this pulpit. Do you need it? Absolutely. I, I'm, I'm not here talking against any of that. But what you are clean by is the word. Now, watch this John 17. There's a couple of times here. Now, let me just insert just in case. I'm just taking this for granted, but just make sure we're all on the same page. There's there's two primary Greek words in the New Testament when you read the English word, word. One of them is, and I'm sure I've heard it pronounced different ways and different whatever, so my pronunciation is probably not the most correct, but give me a little grace. <laughs> One is logos, logos. The other is rhema. The basic, hear me, basic. Hear me, basic. The basic definition of each of those is is, is this. The logos is the written word. It is the forever settled word of God. A rhema is a quickened word. It's a a fresh word. It's It's an applicable word. One example of a rhema is... You come to a church service and you're going through it. You're struggling. And the man of God or the woman of God gets up and preaches exactly what. I had someone that emailed me the middle of last week asking some questions. I responded and said, I I got your email, but give me a couple days to think about it, pray about it, because I didn't know the answer. They came to me Sunday night after service. They said, after the message this morning and tonight, you don't need to respond. That's That's a rhema. But hear me tonight, the most reliable rhema is right here. The most reliable rhema is right here. is there anybody that you have you you have the desire you this you feel that God, I just, I I want you to talk to me more. I want you to speak to me more. Anybody? I was thinking that very thing this morning. But it kind of dawned on me this afternoon. I spend all this time frustrated because I don't hear God speak more. And I think God's probably going... I, I know, I am pretty sure that I could have and should have done a better job with my four kids, with my verbal spoken words. I'm, I, I don't, I, I, if you judge me by a church service and you think that's who I am, you have no idea. I can sit all day long, never say a word, and be very happy to do so. And so, I got to, I, I got to, I, I don't, I don't just. So I, I know, I know that I could have, and probably should have done a better job in some areas with my four kids, with them growing up, with my spoken word. But there was also an intentional part of me because I don't know about you, but I don't always remember everything somebody said. I've had some people tell me some very sweet, encouraging, important things and for the life of me, I don't remember what it was. But if I've been given a card or a letter and I read it and it's encouraging, it's meaningful, I can go back a couple of days later and read it again. And so while I probably could have done the better verbally, I also many times willfully chose I'm going to write you a note. I'm going to write you a card because a couple of days, a couple of months, years later, you can go back and re. If you've ever listened closely, there are some people that claim to be speaking a rhema from God, but when you compare it to this book... I wonder if God doesn't... And I'm talking to me right now. I, before God, this hit me this afternoon because I was just sitting there in my prayer time this morning. I didn't think it quite this way, but this really was sort of the gist of, you know, God, It'd be if I'm going to sit here talking to you, it'd be nice if you'd talk to me a little bit more. And I, I realized this afternoon I've got pages... That if I will let him, he can take the Logos and make it a Rhema. Don't get me wrong. I'm not undermining, I'm not against, I'm not criticizing prophetic words and Rhema from the. I'm not, that's not my point. But you can't get any more reliable of a Rhema than you can from the Word of God. So watch this. John 17 and 8, for I have given unto them the words, the rhema. But you got to understand when he says, I've given, that's the word made flesh, giving them the word. So it was the Logos giving them the rhema, (laughs) which thou gavest me, and they have received them and have known surely that I came out from thee, and they have believed that thou didst send me. I pray for them, I pray not for the world, but for them which thou hast given me. For they are thine, and all mine are thine, and thine are mine, and I am glorified in them. Read that ten times really fast. And now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world and I am come to thee, Holy Father. Keep thou, keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me that they may be one as we are one. While I was in the world, while I was with them in the world, I kept them in the, in thy name. Those that thou gavest me I have kept and none of them is lost but the son of perdition that the scripture might be fulfilled. And now I am come to thee, and these things I speak in the world, that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them, now watch this, I have given them my word, Logos. I have given them my word, and the world hath hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. I pray, Not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from the evil. That's why it is just as great of a testimony if you were born and raised in church, never backslid, never went out into the world. That is just as powerful of a testimony as the drug addict, the alcoholic, the sexually perverted person that God delivered. It is just as great of a testimony for God to keep you from it as it is for God to deliver you from it. I don't pray that you take them out of the world, but keep them from the evil that is in the world. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Now watch this. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word, the logos, is truth. The Amplified says it this way. Sanctify them, purify, consecrate, separate them for yourself, make them holy, by by the truth. Your word is truth. Make them holy, the message Bible says. Consecrated with the truth. Your word is consecrating truth. Your word is what washes and cleanses. If you are not continuously cleansing your mind with the word, I promise you, you have a contaminated mind. Anybody ever have... A coffee cup that you have to go in and scrub it out because the coffee is dried up and hardened at the bottom and it's now. Anybody ever have that? Don't y'all lie in church. Come on. Y'all don't do your dishes every single day. Every single one. You got to get the scrubby out. You got to get the. You got to scrub. And, Or you ever had one that you forgot where the coffee cup was and you found it and it wasn't just that, you had a science project going on. Do you realize, do you realize, I ought to get a few amens from a couple moms or a couple wives on this next one, but... Do you realize if that every time, as soon as you finish drinking your cup of coffee, if you just went and held it under the spigot and just let the water, you would not need a drop of dawn. You would not need one scrubby. All you need to do is just take a moment or two and let the water wash over Because if you do it in the moment, that doesn't have time to get turned into stains and everything else. All it takes is just a little bit of water flowing. I wonder if the reason every now and then we got to fast and pray for a couple days to renew our minds because we're not just on a regular basis letting the Word wash and cleanse. It's a lot easier to get it all cleaned out once a day than it is every now and then. Washed by the word. Can I tell you tonight, I really believe. I've been preaching. first time I preached, I was 16. I started preaching with some regularity at 18. I'm about to be. I was, I was all amped up about turning 50. Where did 50 go? Next week, I'm 51. What in the world? I haven't done this in a couple messages. I guess I'm due. Why was I saying that? (laughs) Oh, I know. Fifteen plus years now, I've been teaching, preaching, most weeks, three times a week. Can I tell you tonight? I truly believe that out of every message I've ever preached, out of anything I've ever taught, this tonight is one of the most important things that I have ever taught or preached. The enemy has worked overtime for years now, minimizing the Word of God. Trying to be whatever here i've I've referenced a couple of books <laughs> that I've been listening to and 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 the one not the god smuggler book the other one if the if the author was just some secular business leadership whatever guru okay but i've i've been I don't even know. There's a couple reasons I think why I've continued listening some with the filter on. Because there's a few challenging principles and but I think I keep listening cuz I keep getting made mad. Because this guy he, he he it's I mean he states it from the beginning and he references numerous times throughout that he's a pastor has been a mega church pastor. And and all of these different philosophers and all these other things that he so often references. If you were some secular author, okay. But the most important thing is what does, what does the word say? And I, I wonder how many things, I wonder how many things we've got that are, getting more and more of a hold in our lives because we are not individually, personally washing our minds with the Word. And the bottom line is this. There is some amazing stuff. I've just in my... Recommitment these last couple of weeks of going back to making the Bible my first priority and then reading the other stuff later. I've been reading through Corinthians. Wow, just finished up Galatians today. Wow, that that verse that was out of order here. Let's listen. Let I close it with this Second Corinthians seven verse one. The end of chapter six is, "Come out from among them, be you separate. I'll be a father. All that great stuff." Listen to what he says in verse 1. Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Notice the motivation there. Cleanse yourselves. From all filthiness of the flesh and spirit. Not because if you don't, God's going to come down with a hammer on your head. Paul's saying, I'm appealing to you because of these promises. There are some amazing promises that are available to you. And so because of those promises, that's the motivation. I'm cleansing myself just because I'm not just working to cleanse my mind because if I don't, God's going to get me. Oh, great peace have they that love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Is it possible that in the context of this message tonight, the reason that nothing shall offend them is because if you love the law, it is constantly washing over your mind and therefore grudges and bitterness and unforgiveness doesn't have a chance to take root. Bottom line is, whatever you're facing, whatever situation you're dealing with, there is something, at least one thing, usually many, but at least one thing in this book that has your answer. That is true. true. May not always be the answer you want. Thy word. Thy word. Would you, I I don't know. I I don't I don't have any idea at this point if I'll come back to this in a couple of weeks or not, but would you just, I know it's getting a little bit later, but I wonder if you would just, for just a moment, right where you are, not, not just that obligatory closing prayer, but here, here's what I want you, you know, it, it's so important that whatever issues and stuff we're dealing with, the goal is to get to the root The goal is not to deal with the 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 branches. That's so. I I I don't want you. I'm not going to ask you to take a moment right now and pray. God help me to wash my mind with Your Word. No, here's what I really I want to challenge you, encourage you to pray. Because if I think if you'll pray this and God will do this, that'll be the fruit. That'll be the byproduct. Would you would you just take a few moments right now and pray God renew my love renew my appreciation for your word God if there's any way in which I've started to take your word for granted if there's if there's any ways in my life that I've begun to trivialize your word if I God if consciously or subconsciously i've I've started viewing your word as just another book, a good book, but just another book, I pray tonight, God, that you would renew my love for your word God, if I love your word i'm going to spend time in your word, and so therefore my mind is going to be washed by your word if i if I just try to make a commitment to your word so that I can wash my mind, I probably am going to not last with that commitment. But God, if my, if my love for your word grows, if my love for your word deepens, if my love for your word is strengthened, God, then I'm going to wash my mind with your word. Lord, you know every one of us. You know us better than we know ourselves. You know every thought, every idea. You know those, just those passing thoughts that we deal with, but you know those thoughts that have become mindsets, that have become strongholds. And I pray tonight, Father, for every one of us, that everything that may have found a, a lodging place in our minds that is contrary to your word, that opposes your word, I pray, God, that our minds would be washed by Your Word. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, God, help us to hide Your Word in our hearts. Not as a religious exercise, not as a religious ritual, not out of obligation or duty, but because it it is what sanctifies us. Your Word, truth sanctifies us, and Your Word is truth, in the name of the Lord Jesus, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, God, I pray tonight that afresh and anew you would wash my mind with your word, Lord, if there's anything that's that's been there so long that just the Just the flowing of the waters of your word doesn't cleanse it and wash it out. If there's got to be some scrubbing, if there's got to be some digging, renew my mind, God. Renew my mind. Renew my mind in accordance with your word, not according to the popular ways of thinking today, the mindsets, the ideologies that are rampant in our world. I want my mind to be washed And in alignment with your word. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus name. Amen.